Well, hello, everyone. I wanted to start off by apologizing for the audio quality here. The content is fantastic, but uh, I'd forgotten my mic, so we had to record on my laptop, which is unfortunate. But I think uh, what I I and John go over is definitely good enough to uh, stick to and pay attention to. Also, I want to make sure you know that we have our uh, Spring One tours going on everywhere globally. I was just just at the Charlotte one. It was great. In February, we've got St. Louis, Washington, D.C., and Columbus. Then there'll be a little bit of a European thing, and I'll definitely be there in London and Amsterdam, and then we'll be in South Africa in uh, April. And then uh, we go on to Istanbul and Paris and all sorts of other places uh, back in the U.S. But if you want to check out those uh, dates and the cities, just go to springonetour.io. So with that, uh, here's an interview that I had while I was in Charlotte with John Mitchell, who works at Duke Energy. They just opened up a new uh, uh, innovation lab, I would call it. You know, it's a more of Optimist Center, as he calls it. And uh, I wanted to ask him how uh, things were going there and for a couple of stories about how they'd been improving software. Oh, we're at the brand new Duke Energy Innovation Center at Optimus Hall. That's a that's a mouthful, but uh, <laughs> here here in Charlotte, right? Here in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to say, I'll have to take a picture for the podcast, but it's very nice. I think my favorite part is definitely the wood flooring. I don't know what it is, but uh, man, I like wood flooring. <laughs> well, it's a uh, it's over a hundred years old, and it's it, it's connect. It's interesting because we're doing here doing innovation, but um, when it was built, the turn of the century. It was actually a, a part of Duke Energy's future of, of providing electricity in the Carolinas and creating this interest, industry called textiles that ah, just right. exploded in this area. And right. this is the world's largest uh, gingham fabric. Gingham? Yes. Like like uh, picnics. Yeah. So if you, if you look at the floors and the carpets and everything's gingham, and we wear ah. gingham, we wore gingham shirts last week on opening day. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wow, gingham! I've got a good gingham like uh, cowboy shirt. Really? That's yeah. It's, I, I, yeah, I would. It's it's red, so I I don't feel so garish every now. Anyways, mm-hmm. why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm John Mitchell from Duke Energy. I lead our digital strategy and delivery. Uh, means I have to come up with it and actually deliver it. So <laughs> not just the slides, yeah, but the working software. About it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think you and I recorded something maybe about two years ago or yeah. so. I don't know. And so I thought it'd be nice to like. Uh, kind of catch up on the way things are going, and well, I mean, you have this building, yes. so that's good. And I think, I think when we talked last, one, uh, I mean, you went to the story of how you're fixing up your software, and we talked about like an application for like line worker management that you had been doing, and I, you have many more applications now yeah. uh, that your team has gone through. Um, but well, first of all, explain what Duke does for for people well, who don't know. We uh, we're a large uh, gas and electric. Provider, I mean, we're full stack in terms of we create, we generate electricity, we distribute it, transmit it over big transmission lines, uh, we sell it to uh, wholesale, industrial, commercial, and residential customers, and we build the customer. So uh, a lot of utilities that have become kind of um, separated, pool like brokers pool. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do we full stack Indian. Okay. So, uh, we're one of the one of the largest by some measures. Yeah, utilities. yeah. And you do pretty much all of the southeast United States, we, right? We, yeah, we well, we have uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, a lar- large portion of the Carolinas, uh, and then uh, portions of Florida, uh, Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. So, right, Indiana. Yes. Huh. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Mergers, acquisitions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Years, so that's how. That's true. Which creates challenges for us because every one of those 
areas are have a slightly different twist on the regulation. Uh, is it state regulated, or it is. and then I guess down to city and municipal yeah. and, and county as well, right? Yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Yes. Hopefully you don't have to deal with that too much. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, so tell, like, uh, you know, another thing you explained to me that was interesting, and then we'll get into maybe, we'll pick an application or two to talk about. But uh, we were walking around, and you were explaining the methodology used to go from, like, corporate strategy down to, like, developers doing something, which I hadn't really heard this method of doing that. So can you explain this concept of the journey people yeah so when we uh one of the so we, we totally got on board you know with agile engineering and particularly the pivotal way of, of building great software but uh and then we needed a you know very user-centric design so we we you know focused on on the user solving real problems um great ux design but the piece we had missing and we realized last year was was really the when you're doing something completely new so the lean startup kind of kind of Mm-hmm. Third piece of it, I guess, if you will. We realized the lean startup really starts with some intention, some strategy. Uh, so we recognize the strategy is going on. We didn't need to invent that. It's actually, we had no shortage of ideas and strategic planning and all that happening at you know uh, very high levels of the company. And, and if I can interrupt your train of yeah. thought. So what... What is strategy in that context? Okay, it's we want to, uh, you know, maybe we want to, we want to grow our, our revenues and in certain, you know, target certain commercial industries for for us, right, okay. or or maybe we want to change our mix of uh, the fuel. So maybe we want to shift more to renewables. And what do we want to do about electric vehicles? So there's a lot of strategy going on. Trying okay. to anticipate the tipping point when there's actually more, it's more desirable to buy an electric vehicle than it is to buy a gas vehicle. Well, what does that mean? What happens when mm. the Tesla supercharger can charge a car in, in 15 minutes? Well, imagine how much energy that's. Spi- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And picture a, a yeah. what a Sheets or a QT, uh-huh. and you got, you know, 20 cars trying to charge at once. Yeah. How do we handle that type of situation? That's so like if everyone was downloading BitTorrents. Exactly. <laughs> All at the same time yeah, in yeah. the same neighborhood. So we have to so there's a lot of strategy work around those things. Yeah. Out of the strategy then to your to your question around uh, what are these journeys and workflow teams. So from the strategy becomes a, a either a journey or a workflow. Uh, we like to say journey if it involves you know, people, a customer. What is that customer journey from uh, if we're if we're trying to break into a new market or a new product, or what is the workflow we're trying to solve for if we're trying to dramatically change the uh, efficiency of one of our plants? Yeah. Then there's there's a there's a workflow for how work throughout the plant gets done uh, to make the plant work. Yeah. And so those workflow teams they're they're small product oriented type teams uh, led by design thinkers. Uh, that help them really map out, uh, map out the that that new journey, and then identify. Here's where the lean start comes in. Identify what are the big uh, assumptions. So our nuclear plants, for example, down the hall here, they're working. They had an idea that if we put, so they have a thousand workers at any at any plant. plant. Yeah, uh, labor is a huge, huge, huge piece of their cost. Uh, they have a lot of work activities going on. So the idea was, how can we use technology? What if we had an RFID chip on all of our workers 
Yeah, not to be big brother and check sure, in on sure. them, but to help understand, well, okay, it takes a crew of five because we need a safety person and a regulatory compliance person and, a, and you know, someone verifying the works, you know, following the procedure. Uh-huh. We plan that for an hour, worst case. What happens if they finish in 30 minutes? Well, how do we dynamically move them to other areas? Uh, right, right. So a lot of the thousand people are to account for a worst case scenario on a yeah. given day where we're doing hundreds of uh, Just fixing different pieces of work. Yeah, yeah. And, but to, to the lean startup, uh-huh. you need to validate. Will that work? Will yeah, yeah. RFID actually work in the plant? So rather than ordering... Actually, the first inclination was to order a thousand of these things. Just get going right yeah, up. Let's yeah, let's get going. Yeah. Let's put in the yeah. order. No, let's order one. Let's take it out there and see that it actually works in the plant environment. Yeah. Uh, can we get the data back in real time? What do we do with the data? So validating the assumptions are, is the job of those workflow or journey teams. I see. And do they come up with the assumptions too, or like who who comes up with that? Well, through through a design, through empathy mapping, through uh, a variety of design thinking type of yeah, yeah. workshops, they take that strategy. So, what is the outcome that our leaders want, and we'll ideate on what are potential right. ideas. Right. So, so I, guess, I guess in that example, to kind of like I don't know, I'm just making this up. But like at the strategy level, you're probably like, uh, there's a lot of autonomous things and we can automate stuff. And then that should internally, that should allow us to run our plants more efficiently, which has good bottom line effects. Yes. Right. Or or it, 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 being more efficient means either you can save money or you can do more. I mean, you can make more with the same thing, basically. And so. And so, therefore, the strategy group's like, you should do that. And, and like, maybe with computer stuff, things will work out. And then the journey people are, are they're there to, the assumption is you can improve it somehow, improve how labor is allocated and moved around. And someone might have the idea of, like, well, if we knew where every person was and then we knew who that person is, we can just better locate them in the plant as needed. And so the journey people basically are experimenting with and verifying that that's a thing. So that's right. they're like that level. And then eventually, I guess, well, what happens at once the journey people have uh, figured it out? So the journey team would have enough, uh, you know, a very small amount of support from, from, in, from software engineer or designer to do a prototype. Uh-huh. And so ultimately, I mean, hopefully a lot of the assumptions can be validated just by going out and talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, there's a prototype to be taken out into the field, validated. And again, it's 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 not a paper prototype necessarily, unless, unless you can get away with that. You know, it might be working software that's you know it's in a nuclear plant, so it's still got to be secure, even if it's not you know a yeah. production environment. It still has to be secure. It has to meet certain minimum standards. So, right. So we've got the the platform tools that allow us to do that quickly and, and very very um, low cost. And so once they prove, once they validate, then they would receive that. that that's where the metered funding kicks in. Okay, we've, I see, I we've see. given you this this much. I'm going to double it for a couple of months, and you can start to build an engineering team now. You you validate it. You've convinced me, the yeah. leader, board, whatever, uh-huh. that you know what you're you're talking about. You're going to be able to capture the the benefit or the result you were after. Now you can stand up a, an a Oh, that's interesting. Huh. So it's kind of a hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So then that's another way to get over the idea of uh, getting funding to innovate, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is always a problem. Of, I mean, obviously, you have to argue for and establish this, but it has, it's a system by which 
you can try out new things without gigantic financial commitments and all the work that comes from it. And it's sort of understood that these journey people are like going through ideas. And then eventually, like you said, you get to the regular budget cycles and, and planning around things. Huh. So does that work? It seems to be work. We've had a, a few, you know, a couple of products, uh, a couple we're about to release uh, next month that have, in my mind, have clearly benefited from that approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. That, that sounds good. So let, let's let's pick one of the applications okay. you can talk about. And, like, I, we were talking after lunch. There's this example of the IRS that I use where they figured out delinquent taxes. And I feel it's a great example. No offense to them, but I've used it for, like, three years. So I'm on the hunt for new examples of, like, how how having, like, more design and lean product thinking and being able to do weekly cycles. I mean, all the great stuff, how that's actually done better software like a good example of like we had an assumption of how we should do something at first but we were wrong and we like we figured out the right way to do it because we had that that feedback cycle so now now give us the impressive application okay well i'll give you a couple examples so (laughs) one one is is very important to us we're we're um uh, about a month away from releasing um our flagship app for our customers so Mm -hmm. a mobile app very a native Android and iOS. Oh yeah, experience. I saw that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so that's uh, it's taken a year to get to that point. Um, not because it's it takes a year to build uh, mobile apps, but yeah. because it takes a year to really uh, shore up a lot of back end services that weren't really suitable for building a high performance modern app against. Yeah. So we had to build some APIs, cache data, things like that. Uh, but anyway, the the original concept, um, our company had had a vendor they were looking at that had said, hey, I think customers this generation, they want to chat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anybody looking to build a, a new, fresh, modern app, customers want a chat interface. Yeah. We were not sure that was the right approach, but we're willing to, to listen to that. We felt like uh, we, we were looking at what Google's doing and some of the other uh, apps, this card approach where cards slide in. Yeah. So we had, we had two ideas. Uh, this chat interface or this card interface? And we said, okay, let's let's try both and let's see which which our customers prefer. And so through, you know, rather than committing to one or the other or trying to have a bake off and you know have a have a bunch of meetings to decide, uh-huh. we just took took the concepts and we said, okay, let's not even build a chat interface. Let's just use the vendor app and and let's build a, a different experience using um, the cards yeah. and see which one the customer liked. Well, the customer totally didn't get the chat interface at all. <laughs> right, right. They're like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. And we were like, wow. But, and they totally loved the card interface. So, And this is for like paying bills, this is paying reporting bills, outages. Reporting outages. Whatever someone in the house with their yeah. energy stuff wouldn't need to do. Yeah, huh. yeah. So we'll probably build them a chat interface for the folks that want to do that. But we were able to validate really quickly uh, without hardly any investment Yeah. Um, before we wrote really any, any code at all that customers, which, which they prefer. So, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've only in the past year started to like use that chat stuff like on various things. And, and I guess it's like a great substitute for an open-ended phone call you might have to someone because... Yeah. There's a person doing it, but then it's also like you're not on the phone. Right. But then, like, I don't really want to like do something in Facebook Messenger to pay a bill. 
like that, <laughs> right? Like that would be weird. Like it, it doesn't need anyways. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good one. So, so what, what are some other applications like that? So we're another uh, app we're, we're going to release. Uh, we haven't shared much about this, but um, a game for our customers to connect to a younger generation. Uh-huh. Uh, this is one of our challenges, and we're not alone. There's a lot of industries like this. Um, we're often, as long as the power is on, if you flip the switch and everything comes on and the gas heats on and your house is warm, you never think about your energy company. But there are some things we'd like for you to think about, like energy efficiency. And we want you to think of the value of the product that we deliver. Uh, so connecting with young, uh, a young customer, a young generation, it's something we wanted to do, and we felt like a good way to do that was, was with a game. Well, this was, the idea came about, the strategy came out during a time uh, when Pokemon Go was all the rage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we were dead set on producing a, an augmented reality game for our customers. And oh, yeah. So uh, our business owners were pretty, pretty excited about that idea as well. Uh, but instead of jumping into development, we did a one-week design sprint. And we actually um, built, we, we actually designed, prototyped, uh, a working prototype by the fifth day, and we presented it to our customers, um, to, to a group of young customers that we recruited, yeah, yeah. our kids and yeah. family and stuff. We brought them into our uh, corporate headquarters and showed them the app, and, uh, and we also brought some people off the street. They, they thought, what is this? And it was like reality. an AR thing? Yeah, okay, okay. Like, that's cool. I don't get it. I don't know why we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, this is not a game. You know, They gave us all this feedback, and it was so refreshing hearing, hearing that, even though it hurt our feelings a little bit, and uh, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. what we wanted to hear. Yeah. But it felt so good knowing that, hey, this is not what they wanted. They just wanted to play a game. Yeah. Uh, like any of the other million games in the App Store. And so we pivoted from there uh, in, in our end product. I won't spoil it here. <laughs> Downloaded from the App Store in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, you showed it to me. One, it, it looked pretty. It looked like it would be fun, right? It's it's uh, it looks like it would be one of those games that can like fill empty time. Yeah. Right. You know, like it's like you ever play that game Threes? Yeah. Oh man, that one's amazing. It, but, feels, it, it yeah. can do that and teach you a little bit about energy efficiency without being too preachy or teachy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the idea. So a huge pivot there, and no doubt. Uh, you know, it could have been disastrous to spend a lot of money on an augmented reality game that nobody wanted. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, well, hopefully that'll pan out. I mean, that, that seems like, anyways, it'll look nice. <laughs> so, that, so the last thing I wanted to ask, uh, and we talked a little bit about this, is like, so what, uh, how, how's like recruitment and retention going? Like, not only with this facility, but just in general. I mean, I, I know you've like been out in the community speaking a little bit, but like, how do you, how are y'all thinking through like, we got to not only hire good people, but also like have not have people leave. Like how, how are y'all managing that uh, as you, I don't know, get better at software? It, it's, you know, the cliche, it's all about the culture. And we believe that from day one, even, even before we have every engineer that we've, we brought into this environment um, has had to be vetted to be culture compatible. Yeah. And how do you, so how do you do that vetting? We we have a few folks that just have a knack for for that. Okay, um, that can do sit down, do the coffee talk, ask questions, interact, and we don't look at it as if you're passing or failing the test. We look at it like, are we compatible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you might be miserable here, right? If yeah. you want to go off in a corner and, and 
and do development by yourself, you're not going to want to, don't come here. That's, that's not what we're doing. We're, we're really repairing. We're, we're out in the open. It's a very open environment. We expect, um, we expect to, to share, expect a lot of learning. So um, we're probably not as talented as, as a lot of companies in terms of pure, you know, we're not hiring rocket scientists necessarily. <laughs> necessarily. But we're looking for the culture-compatible people. Um, we have a saying, be kind, be amazing. All oh, right, right. And, you know, kind because ultimately uh, it's about our customers. And if we can't uh, step into their shoes, understand, you know, what a diverse group they are, what are their problems, how can we ever be amazing? And then being amazing is the, the expectation that, you know, we can deliver a software experience as good as anybody. So yeah, yeah. So, so then, I mean, to approach it from a different angle, so like what I talk with a lot of people and like it's hard to hire. Like what, what would you, what are like the three things you would tell them to start doing? Like if they think, and let's, let's assume they're correct and they're yeah. not just like wrong, that actually it's easy to hire, but they're finding it hard to like get people on board, right? Like people keep declining their job offers, no, no matter how good it is. Like how do you, how do they start to fix that? Well, so I think you gotta be, you gotta move quickly. And so mm-hmm. we should, our big pivot was from hiring on demand where, oh, I need, a, I need a Java developer, run and post a job, and, you know, let's hope during this two-week period it's open, somebody happens to... <laughs> right, right. Now, we shifted from that to perpetually having, you know, a, a junior, a senior software engineering jobs out there. And, and then the second thing we did was actually created those job titles. So we had, we had, we called our software, we called our programmers um, application analyst. Yeah, yeah, you had the analyst name in there. Yeah, so just by changing that, traditional. we started seeing uh, um, a whole, you know, we started seeing better candidates. Yeah. And then the, the third thing we did, so so since we have those out there perpetually, uh-huh. we created that really small team of people we trusted to that could, could interview them. So on Thursdays we do senior, we do software engineering interviews. And we kind of, we can take in about four we can do about four interviews at once. Okay. And the way we do is we'll do a culture session with them in one room while there's a there's some software engineers pairing in another room. And we do it in a real friendly way. We're not like trying I to see. fool you or trick you, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. crazy logic questions. Yeah. We're just trying to see. No, like you're saying, you're trying to find compatibility. Yeah. Right? And then on the coding side, yeah, do you know, does does your knowledge on your resume match what you yeah, you know yeah. you're understanding in person? And so and then we'll just switch. And so we, we, we do that and it creates sort of a, a pipeline. Doesn't go super, super fast. Right. Um, we we probably need twenty five engineers right now and we can only hire, you know, maybe one a week. Yeah. And so it could take a while to get there. But yeah, yeah. Being deliberate, we found, is a lot better running out and just grabbing Been doing 25. On demand or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah that's an, like where you're starting off is an interesting uh, build up to what seems like common sense, which is if if you want to hire good people, good people want like a career. And so you should create a career for them, right? right? Instead of like, we need a Java person. Like, no, you need like, you need a developer, right? Like, and you need to have just. Uh, a stable of them. And that's like something that as a company you need to cultivate and just have ongoing. And then there's the patience. 
<laughs> so, so that's helped, and we've even got feedback. You know, we got feedback from the candidates. Even the candidate we didn't hire uh, have said, "Hey, that's the best interview experience I've ever had." All oh, right, right. We didn't even hire them. Yeah. And so that that was really really good feedback for us. Yeah. And, uh, so that's played a big role, and obviously this place now that we have it, we've been talking about it, of course. Uh, this this place is really a great environment, I think, for. Yeah, engineers. Yeah, y'all have a big auditorium over there. To, like we were talking about, start a meetup or something, yeah. right? That's yeah. always. I always like that when a company does that because they're like giving back to the community, which, uh, you know, also has extreme self interest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But those are the best when you got self interest and also like you help the community out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's nice to bring that together. Well, great. Well, well, thanks for uh, well, thanks for giving me a tour. And I had some nice rotisserie chicken, uh, so that was good. And those avocados with the the quinoa. Sorry, I didn't come through on the pimento cheese, but oh, that's okay. You stocked up from the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got plenty of them. You know, I don't actually. There must be some pimento cheese place around town here instead of in the airport. But that airport pimento cheese is pretty good. No, oh, so the guy that we saw on the train yeah. platform, uh-huh. his friend started the pimento cheese business here so oh i haven't okay. actually met him but all right it's, all just, right. it's a great startup story you tell them they need some stickers and then they can send some some die cut laptop stickers to okay. me for yeah. with pimento cheese all right well uh if people wanted to follow you around on twitter or whatever else where'd you send them where would you send them to oh goodness uh well you have something to... don't you yeah i do uh, <laughs> um probably the best thing just shoot me an email all right right yeah well, what's your email? John Mitchell at deep-energy.com. There you go. And maybe if they're interested in a job or hosting a we meetup. Yeah, hiring, check out deepenergy.com and uh, see our software jobs, software engineering jobs. Oh, we're also hiring designers. Design yeah, yeah. Workers. Well, perfect. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, we'll see everyone next time.